0: All right, so some takeaways. Number one, team building on this topic. I think the first thing to think about if you're thinking about building a team is why. Get really clear on your why and understand what you're actually committing to. Understand who you're committing to. Understand what this is actually going to look like hours of the day wise, because you can't put something new into your life unless you're taking something else out of your life. So are you removing production? Are you removing relationships? Are you removing the potential for relationships? Like what are you removing from your life to insert a team into your life? Because that is going to consume time. It just is, there's no way around it. Uh, Second point, as you add team members, live by the rule of the gut, all right? The rule of the gut, or at least my rule of my gut, is when the gut says yes, verify, verify, verify. Don't go with your gut just because your gut says this is good. Check references, do a little research. And when your gut says no, don't bother verifying anything, just go with your gut, all right? So do not go with your gut when it says yes, you still need to verify everything. But when your gut says no, trust it, just trust it. Don't try and prove it wrong. It's a a futile exercise in most cases and one that you come to regret. All right. Third point on building a team: check references. Nobody does this. Nobody does this. I mean, you wouldn't get married without checking some references, right? Like you meet their family, you meet their friends, you quietly, tacitly check references. Most people don't go on a blind date without checking references, right? Um, but we we had people to our team without calling the previous employer, which is really weird. It's a a little crazy, and I understand the dynamics of why that is because, well, many broker owners act like 12-year-olds who've been dumped at the school dance uh, when an agent gives them notice, and they freak out, and they act ridiculously petty and small, and it's quite pathetic and short-sighted because, you know, the grass isn't always greener on the other side, so rolling out the red carpet at the exit— might not be a bad idea. You might just have people coming back. We have a group uh, internally we call the comer backers, right? They, they they come back because we make leaving as painless as possible. And we say, hey, we're here. If it doesn't work out, come on back. Um, you know, we do this when we can. I don't have complete control over our franchises and how they behave individually, but we do have about 1,000 brokers and agents underneath our corporate brokerage license. And a one. when it comes to onboarding these folks, we run searches, all right? We run them through Google. We do a criminal records check at Equifax Credit Bureau, a Red X. We make direct phone calls to lenders that they have listed as being lenders they work with, past affiliated brokers. We don't onboard all who apply either, not even when they might bring 25, 50, 100 million or more. Where there is smoke, there is often fire, and it is your role before you start onboarding people to build a team to make sure you're not bringing some, somebody trailing you know an inky black smoke behind them into your team because your reputation matters and protecting it on a large scale requires vigilance, diligence, and to some degree, it requires you to be a bit ruthless from time to time. Also requires you to be very detail-oriented dealing with a situation where a managing broker is being cut off from a major lender, not for anything they did, but somebody on their team submitted under their name something that should not have been submitted. And uh, it's their responsibility. Now, will that get untangled? We hope so. We hope so. But these are the risks that you're taking with your own production and your own business when you have other people submitting files under you and submitting documents under you that you may or may not be vetting as thoroughly. Because again, where's the time in your day to vet stacks of docs For 32 agents submitting under your name. A little bit of a challenge, right? Your business should not be the school of second chances, although some people can make a strong case for a second chance. And this is, after all, an industry based on exceptions. And believe it or not, even I have a a small black inky heart. And uh, sometimes there's a, a, a spot in it that's a little soft and somebody finds that spot. So I mean, I'm open to second chances. There's that. However, no business should be built on giving people third, fourth or fifth chances. All right. Not in our world. That is for sure. Number four, do a personality profile on yourself. I'm a fan of the disc. It's quick. It's simple. I like the Myers-Briggs test. It's much more in depth, um, but I like the disc. The disc is simple. And you should share your profile with prospective hires, and you should have your prospective hires. Google Tony Robbins disk. It's free. And do a disk profile on themselves. And just this request, even the technical aspect of having them attach a PDF of their results to an email and forward it to you may act as a filter, because some people actually have that low of technical proficiency, never mind the actual results of the test itself. But understand who you're hiring. Right. I mean, yin and yang, like you don't really want to hire somebody who's exactly like you because the stuff you don't want to do, guess what? They don't want to do it either. And the stuff you do want to do, that's what they want to do. So are you hiring your future competition? In many cases, you are. Why are you hiring your future competition? Because you like them. Of course you do. They're like you you got to hire people that you kind of don't totally agree with and you maybe don't totally like perfectly because that's a good sign that they have a little bit of a different personality, a little bit different priorities. Maybe they're a little more rules-based. Maybe they're a little more organized. Yes, I'm talking to you, Mr. and Mrs. Broker, because, well, most successful brokers, they only appear organized because they're so driven to win. They knew they had to get their asses organized. That's what that boils down to.